Old school. <laughs> We're not back. It's just starting. Okay, so I was just reading um, birthday wishes uh, on our app for me uh, mm-hmm. two weeks later because that's when I got to it. I was kind of not in a great mood, so I was like, "All right, this is a good time to read birthday messages." And um, and somebody said, um, "You know, when I first saw you, you look like a boxer more than a news guy." And I'm like, well, that's just about the best compliment yeah, I've ever got. Say, right? What's, <laughs> I, I, was, I hope that, is there an insult coming later? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, it was very punk rock. And he's like, but later, you know, I found out that you're, uh, uh, you know, you're kind of smart and fast and really know the news or something along those lines. I was like, well, the, this is just about the best birthday wish yeah. I ever got. <laughs> punk rock, boxer, smart, great, yeah, great, yeah. sold, yeah, yeah. Thanks, God. Yeah. Okay. So as you all know, Old School is brought to you by ShopTYT.com. The thugs at ShopTYT.com that make us read these promos, okay? <laughs> I got my very stable genius shirt on today, which is very fitting, of course, and I did it on purpose because of, uh, well, really the oranges of how this show got started. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean the oranges of how the show got, sorry. The oranges of how the show got started. Right, with right. an I though. <laughs> with, with an I, right. not an A. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so wait, what, what? What was with an I? Oh, you didn't see that part? Oh uh-uh, no. Okay, so Trump uh, accidentally says accidentally I don't know, says oranges instead of origins. Right, that three part times. Right, you, yeah. it, which you you know, I think almost all of you know. Then the White House puts out a transcript of it, and they're like, no, two out of the three times, yes, he said uh, oranges. The other one, he was origins, right? There actually was one time he did say origins. Yeah, it was a, he said so, it, he tried to say origins four times. Yeah, was, and he yeah. got it right once. Yeah. In the White House transcript, he gets it right twice. Yeah, one, okay. one of the oranges was less clear than the other oranges. I'll give him that. Yeah, whatever, it's okay. Fine. It's yeah. okay. God bless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they spell the other two oranges O R I N G E S. Like that's a double whammy. Right. Like, oh. so you're not admitting. So you're admitting that he did say oranges, but not those oranges, <laughs> the non-existent ones. You know, I, with I, the eye. That's the White House transcript, and there's a whole. It's a, it's not just a transcript. It's a story about it. You know, this. I sent out a uh, a, a good tweet this week uh, in response to Trump's nonsense about his dad, right? Which is another thing, sign of the very stable genius when he. Went out of his way to say his dad had been born in Germany. Yeah, and my tweet involved the use of the word "burrows." Is in the New York boroughs, right? Yeah, I should have used Dusseldorf, but I, I said something like, "You know, the Bronx is." So I looked up where Fred Trump was born. Uh-huh. Right, what borough? Was it Bronx? The Bronx. Okay. Uh, so I said, "The you know, the Bronx is considered." Uh, the Munich of the five bureaus, right? Uh, yeah. Right, right. Uh, I mean, how do you, first of all, Dusseldorf, no, of course. Just, right. But uh, but n- number two should have been Stuttgart. Right. No, no. I just I whatever. It, the joke occurred to me with Munich, and then I didn't get out of it, and I wanted to get it out quick. And but I didn't get it out that quick because I looked up where Fred Trump was born, and then I realized, unlike the people at the White House, I don't know how to spell Burroughs. Right. Yeah, I, I don't even really know. I'm pretty sure it's a O U G H S. Yeah. Yeah. Me but, too. I. I but think. I'm not. Positive of anything. No, I yeah. and I decided it would be like two R's, like Jeff Burroughs, Texas Ranger, Oakland A, Seattle yeah. Mariner slugger. Yeah. Jeff Burroughs, his yeah. son Sean played. Yeah, or, it's not. It, or is it going to be Burroughs? Like a well, it is Burroughs, but it's it's one R, it's not one two R. R yeah. right? So I looked it up. <laughs> That's it. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. Problem yeah. solved. Yeah. Sometimes I'll uh, delete a tweet and and then people will screen capture it. <laughs> Why did you delete that tweet? I was like, because it had a misspelling. Misspelling, and I want to reset <laughs> right. it with the correct spelling. So you know what I did? Like, you'll notice about two and a half minutes later, retweeted the same exact thing with the correct spelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mystery solved. But but on the other hand, now there is no other hand. Okay, and it's okay to say, hey, you know what? I hit a bunch. I I I butt tweeted Kofefe. Right. Right. Whatever. That's okay. Yeah. So. I, uh, I I I I also I retweeted myself this week. I don't like to do. It's mm-hmm. uh, that's a it's a huge Sorota thing to do. <laughs> I was gonna thought you were saying a huge soda thing to do, <laughs> but it is a huge soda thing to do. One day on this show, I think we already have. Well, I'll define what a huge soda is. Probably this show. 
Um, the, uh, <laughs> but, only probably probably. Within, but only probably within minutes. So, uh, yeah, but I had said, I, I thought it was super clever, right? And it was, and it was midnight on the West Coast, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I do, you know, and I was like, ah, this tweet was set into nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. So the next day I retweet. And then I explained that retweeting yourself is super lame, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I like this tweet and I did it and I, I'm uh, needy. You know, right? You know, uh, <laughs> that's funny, right? And, uh, um, uh, but that's a, but I, that occurred to me that that was sort of a Trumpian move, also. Like again, it's just self promotion. But that's all. That's what social media is, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Democrats, progressives don't do self promotion. Do you know what the so the thing I uh, tweeted again was really because in San Diego, San Diego. Mm-hmm. You'll never believe what that means in the Bronx. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, <laughs> uh, whales, not gonna say it. Um, the, uh, so, um, See what I did there with the Bronx? Okay, um, yes. So the, um, the, they now have, I hope it wasn't just a one-time thing. You know, at, at various base, at ballparks around the country, they, they do the uh, races of like, you know, at, at, in Washington, they do the president's Race. It's like Teddy Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson with the big heads. Yep. And they yep. race from around. It's fun. They do it in one inning. And in Oakland, they have giant Dennis Eckersley, Ricky Henderson, and I don't even know who the other guy is, right? But they have mm-hmm. a couple of, they're mm-hmm. also Reggie Jackson, that's something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So in, in San Diego, they've got the news team now. Oh, that's hilarious from Anchorman. From Anchorman, right. Well, first of all, that's because they never had any good players other than Tony Gwynn. Right. <laughs> so it'd be Tony Gwynn constantly in one but it's could, giant it could loop. Right, that's right, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, Tony Gwynn wins again. But it's such a great <laughs> idea. I mean, it's Brick Tamlin and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, and, uh, and Brian, the character played by Paul Rudd, uh, and the sports guy whose name I can't remember right now. Um, yeah. And Ron Burgundy, it's great. It's just a genius yeah, idea, and I yeah. saw it. So I, 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 so I tweeted that they, they're not, they weren't, didn't seem to be running hard. They're basically yogging, right? Uh, oh, <laughs> right. see, that's clever, right? And I was, and I can't go at three a.m. No, no, right. no you got to retweet. You got to yeah. Sirota that. No, you got to Sirota that. Totally. So, so Sirota <laughs> is the attack dog that has gone to Bernie Sanders' campaign. So I, that's going to kind of lead into the Biden conversation in a second. But he no. he leaked the, he leaked the Joe Biden story, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk about that because <coughs> because no one else in America is. <coughs> yeah. Plus, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't. Um, so, uh, but Sirota is the king of that because he he'll do um, he'll like. Say something important, make a good fact point about something, and then he'll retweet himself, quote tweet himself, and be like, add something, and add something on top of it, uh, and he'll do that like maniacally, like seven times over. Uh, and I don't remember. I mean, it was, I'm sure it's Michael Schur who noticed it, and it was like, well, no, Michael and I both noticed it, but but there's a <laughs> but there's a difference to doing it how I did it and how he does it, uh-huh. he, unless it's a like a. A thing he's saying where he's doing one of his things where he attacks somebody else. Mm-hmm. But if it's to promote actual work mm-hmm. and information, I think more power to you. Okay, like that right. should be out there. Okay. If it's to say, look at me, look at me, look at me, I said something clever, and like as in my case. Or many times what I do, in fact, like what I just did with the Bronx joke. Right. right. Like I needlessly pointed it out. Right, right. I realized afterwards, I was like, I just did it. I just did it. Right. Then anyway. that's, that's pathetic. Yeah, right. Agreed. Yeah. Right here. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think we just accidentally invented another word. What's that? Uh, butt tweeting. Um, so there's butt dialing, right? Mm-hmm. But when you make a mistake on Twitter, yeah, now, but, it, but it's it's funny because you obviously didn't actually butt tweet. But like, so when you have a kofefe moment, oh, I just butt tweeted you. Right. I got you. But it's not. That's. That can't be one of our words. It's not clever enough. But, ah, but the reason I now I, remember- I, I was throwing it out there and see what happened. It's okay, but you know, there's no harm in it. Again, there's no <laughs> bad ideas, except for the really bad ones. Um, the, uh, uh, but, but the reason I brought up that story, which I obviously forgot in the middle of, welcome to old school, was that uh, a guy said, don't worry about it, Ben, uh, you're just like me. And then he was like, I don't know if that's a backhanded compliment or not. He goes, I retweeted something that I twept last night. And I was like, "Twept is great." Okay, wait, wait, wait. Twept. The past tense of tweet. Oh, 
No, I thought it was like something sad that he no, right, tweeted. No, like, but it is. I twept that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got it. We could do tweeted. Not interesting. Twept, I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Okay, God bless. It, in fact, I asked Aaron right before we came on, what were the some of the words that we invented on old school? So I remember the first and the last, epipa food. Epipa food. Right. And a lot of controversy around how you spell it. Uh, <laughs> and so that's obviously an epiphany you have about food. Like, wait a minute, why not pastrami on pizza? Right. Well, I don't understand what's the controversy. There's only one way to spell epipa food. <laughs> <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> All right, how do you spell up a food? Let me see your, let me write it out to make sure I got it right. Okay, right. here you go. I don't want to bias you with my wrong spelling. Uh, okay. E-P- uh-huh. I. Right? Okay, yeah. all right. Like just like oranges. And then you obviously has to be pH. Uh-huh. And then food. Oh, P-H-A. so yeah, that's how Aaron spelled it too. Okay, all right. Apparently uh, no I mean, I guess the 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 A in the middle after the pH fa could theoretically be an I. I suppose. I or you can go it. Vietnamese and have it be an O, like pho. Mm, mm, mm. I think that's distracting. No, you know what? That'll be although, like a real. It is food. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. right. I was yeah. say, it could be really layered. <laughs> Epipha food is spelled E P I E P H A F O O D normally. Mm-hmm. But if it's about Vietnamese food, mm-hmm. take out the A and put in the O. That's. That's another word. That's accepted. Okay, that's a whole other <laughs> but tweet is denied. That, uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah, if you're talking about a banh mi and whether to put pastrami on a banh mi, that's an epifo food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, and uh, and momentum obviously. Uh, no momentum. And when, we're going to get to that in a second. But if anybody else out there remembers, also because we can't remember. Did, oh, did, did he? Yeah, he, he 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 remembered a bunch. Aaron did. Oh, good. He probably, um, so Tinkridge. Uh, <laughs> Tinkridge. <laughs> Tinkridge was uh, I don't when remember. you're tinkering yeah, yeah, with the- around something. <laughs> <laughs> a little Tinkridge, a little Tinkridge, a little Tinkridge. Right? Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, uh, the spelling wasn't quite right, yeah, just, so we just, did a little Tinkridge yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs a, it, when so, when a project is nearly done but not quite done, it just needs a bit of Tinkridge. There you go. That's right. what it was. Right. Okay. And then there was the final steps. Uh, to close a project, something you're working on. Yeah, and let's see if we can remember what these. Um, canapathy. Canapathy. <laughs> uh, canapathy, how are we spelling canapathy? Uh, uh, obviously, C-A-N-A-P-A-T-H-Y. When you're apathetic about uh, something happening in Canada. <laughs> when you don't really give a shit about something happening. So it's it's apathy about... Oh, it was something good. Yeah, it was. Canapathy. Uh, canapathy. It's a great word. That's my word. I know that's my word. And I can't recall. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, okay. And then there was uh, brolit. Brolit, yeah, is, uh, that's <laughs> a word also. It's, it's obviously uh, literature about fraternity brothers. <laughs> <laughs> man, these are good, man. We got to remember what the hell what they was, were. What was canapathy, though? All right, Brolin, all right, what else Okay, uh, and that's all the ones we can remember for now. But I think that it's now taken on a life of its own on hashtag TYT Live. So uh, we'll uh, take on, uh, or maybe it hasn't, and I made that up. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll uh, check that. Okay. So uh, part of the reason that I thought about uh, old words is because our podcast for old school, all of a sudden from momentum to Joe-mentum. <laughs> we're, not, we're not at momentum yet, okay? But, but like we're kind of in fifth place in the TYT network. <laughs> nice. So we got Joe-mentum. Uh, by the way, uh, Johnny Cyanide uh, 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 um Tweets. Uh, the time is all wrong here, but online. Uh, who is the guy who's always laughing backstage? Yeah, Craig in Craig. this case. Craig. It's always Craig. Well, no. In the in the old old school it was Edwin a lot of times. Right, but Edwin nobody laughs like Craig. Yeah, Craig. Craig. Yeah, no. Yeah. Edwin's pretty good, but uh, but Craig is a one man laugh track. Uh, he's a man track. <laughs> uh oh. Although man track could go a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, that's it right. could, sure. could go sure. an unfortunate direction. Not sure we have that one. That, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do a little tinkerage or bad with that word. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There you go. There um, you go. So. Oh, uh, oh, oh, great God! I love the precariat. It's totally right. I think you threw me off. It's not C A N. It's C O N. And it's when you're 
confused about something that you don't care about. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. Who reminded us of that? Uh, precariat, God bless. Uh, thank you, precariat. Yeah. Uh, by the way, precariat should be a word. <laughs> totally, that's right, yeah. I'm in a little bit of a precarious situation here. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you know, it's a little precarious, but I might ride in on a chariot and save the day. <laughs> no, so like, it's precarious, like, right. yeah, you know what, Bernie Sanders is in a bit of a precarious situation right here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not force it. Uh, but I love, I love, because uh, I frequently find myself in a in a canapathetic uh, situation. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't get why does it. You know what? Why? why I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, these words are so great. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things I was like icing, huh? Icing in icing. hockey. Uh-huh. Very confusing. That's right. Don't care. But yeah, never it's not worth finding it. Not worth finding it. Because right. a ton of uh, canapathy. Oh, so it has to cross two. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So why are they sweeping and curling? No, 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 don't care. No. Canapathy wins the day again. Okay, Aaron reminds us that Brolit is so drunk you're acting like a fr a frat brother. Okay. Uh, oh, right. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, All man, right. that guy is brolic. Well, there's a couple of definitions. Or or it's literature about fraternities. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, romantic literature about frat brothers. So uh, Aaron has put a poll up, the best invented word by uh, Jack Huger and Ben Mankiewicz on Old School. Uh, Piff of food, nomentum, brolit, and canapathy. He spelled canapathy wrong, but we didn't even remember what it meant, so it's fine. Um, mm -hmm. And then, uh, by the way, Gonzo Tokyo writes, Ben must be late for Old School. Old School starts at 645. Right, that's what that was the nope, day. six thirty. Oh, really? Well, yeah, yeah. I, well I had been. Well, it kind of does now these days. These days, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> well, I was on time for that too. Well, and Ben had a little bit of canapathy about the time that old school started. <laughs> totally, yeah. Six thirty-five. Uh, no, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> so, so the the reason. Okay, so the I would have been bummed if the podcast never took off, uh, but it is in fifth place on the TYT network now, kind of. Okay, so no, in, in all seriousness, I think it, it it is it has picked up some moment momentum on mm -hmm. uh, on on podcasts. It's still small, still small because mainly members watch it, right? right. And then now you got some uh, people watching on YouTube, etc. And they're beginning to realize, hey, the longer versions of a podcast are pretty good and it's free, etc. You know, the whole version, obviously, tyt.com/slash/join to become a member and watch it live and remind us what canapathy meant, uh, but. Um, uh, but it it's kind. I think it's tripled uh, on and if old school takes off on podcasts, it'll be almost as good as my Keith Ablo prediction. That was a great prediction. That was really really great. Although I would have joined you in it, but but it was great. But you made it. It was great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and then and then I thought, wouldn't it be a shame if like we do old school? Everybody who you know a lot of people who watched it loved it. We had a great time, etc. But none of the words made it into the English dictionary. That, that you know, that would be uh, if if none of the words had no momentum, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Or if all the words had no momentum, uh, but my God, imagine the victory lap we would take. It, it, it would <laughs> it would embarrass Michael Tracy. If one of our words yeah. made it into the English dictionary, yeah. I'd just be like. It's like the Kirk Douglas moment in Miracle. Right. Right. Yeah. Like they beat the Russians. He goes back into the hallway. The thing that I've always. By himself. Right. Yes. Man, um, I would get so bro lit that night. <laughs> the, uh, um, I, uh, uh, well, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, um, under value, underrated in all that is that there was not an emotional collapse against Finland. That's a real testament to how good a coach. Uh, Herb Brooks was, right? I mean, that is the ultimate time for a collapse. Now, it was for the gold medal, but. I said Kurt Russell, right? I didn't say Kirk Douglas. You oh, said I Douglas. said uh, Kirk Douglas. Yeah, I realized that. I didn't, I didn't catch Belatedly, it. Yeah. that was weird. Okay, yes. Yeah, I meant Kurt Russell, of course. Uh, uh -huh. Oddly, uh, I was on uh, KPFK today. Uh -huh. You'll be able to hear it in nine days. Um, uh, on the 12th, uh, discussing, telling a lovely Kirk Douglas story. Huh. If, oddly, uh, I interviewed a host from KPFK yesterday on the Young Turks. <laughs> that all goes, yeah. goes around. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, no, I can't remember the other thing. So continue. Okay. Uh, so Kurt Russell. Yeah, they didn't let up on Finland. Uh, and yeah, yeah, because that's 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 when you let up. 
right? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing bigger than beating the Russians. Also, I don't know whether you've wa- I watched the last, maybe it was on the anniversary, which was probably like in February. So it was on Twitter and I watched the last 20 seconds of the game. It was 4-3, right? Mm-hmm. It was a one goal game or 3-2, whatever. It was. Against the was, Russians. I think it was 4-3. The Russians gave up. Like really? in the last 15 seconds, there's no, like they're like, no, nah, the puck's at the wrong end. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't even. They just didn't. They were like, Meh, we're not scoring. Wow, that's I interesting. Mean, I mean, not all of them, but like a couple of t- a couple of guys just skating, like, nah, with nine seconds left down a goal. Yeah, they, maybe they Tom Landry or Tom Coughlin them, um, where Tom Landry uh, overworked the Cowboys so much that they'd give up on him. Hmm. And uh, so right, that, so, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You know. Maybe there was this perverse like, we have a two percent chance of winning if I gave it my all. I'm interested to see what happens to these jackals if we lose this game. That's right. Yeah, what happens right, to the right, coach? Yeah. yeah right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they didn't want to win for Tom Landry, right. even though they had a great team, and Tom Landry was otherwise a great coach. Uh, but so I, I saw that in a documentary. So, Interesting. I love. Yeah. It. I'd like to see that documentary. Yeah. Um, okay. So now back to Trump for a second. So he said his father was born in Germany uh, and when he was born in New York. So let's just uh, for a second do my favorite thing where what if a, a person in your real life said that, okay? So if you know me and, and I start saying uh, oranges instead of origins, right? and I won't correct it and I'll say, no, Ben, it is oranges and it's spelled with an I. And then I said, my father was born in Norway. Yeah, right, I'd, 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 I'd call. Uh, I'd call Wendy, yep. right? I'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. you notice I, something weird. And I just, you know, is he just tired or something? But I would start a, a process. You right. start an investigation. That's right. You, an and investigation. you might write a 400 page report. <laughs> 100 page report. And then I'd, I'd show it to John Iderola. And then a couple days later, he'd be like, check's fine. That's what, <laughs> what the report says. And then there'd be And then the Washington Post story. would say, Jenks exonerated. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, that's. Um, that would be concerning if you knew that person. Yeah, of right? course, of course, of course. And and and, he, and and you know there was that argument before he mis said something some time ago, and they blamed it on like his bridge work. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh yeah, right? yeah. What was that? I don't remember the word, but it was a regular word. It was like origins, you know. Yeah, he might have uh, said uh, momentum when he meant no momentum. He might have said that exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, and they blamed it on the bridge work, and I bought it. Because I'll, you know, I'll believe anything. It turns out America will believe anything. We're Americans. Yeah, believe what we're told. No, it's the thing that I won't let go. That uh, that at some point, some you know, the MAGA guys might never let it go, or they might pretend they knew all along. But people are going to turn around and go, "Yeah, what were we all in a trance? What what were we in a coma? Why was it not super obvious that this guy was mentally unstable? Super obvious and and." Yeah, not- some will. I don't know about all of us, but yes. Yeah, because you know, like when uh, a point of view is proven out well enough, like the Iraq War was a disaster. Like when we said uh, Iraq War was a mistake, we were pariahs and uh, unacceptable, etc. But man, have we won that war, right? Is there is there anyone still left on the planet who's like Iraq War nailed it? You know, we did that one right. Yeah, Thank I mean, God we went in. Yeah, I mean, right? only the guys telling us what to believe in, in Venezuela. I mean, yeah, John only the Bolton, guys still in charge. Only, only John Bolton and Elliot Abrams. But otherwise, people are generally, I'm sure, and and probably Dick Cheney and Don Rumsfeld. If you want to buy yeah. those guys, yeah. So, and there's a couple of guys who are still Nixon fans, like Roger Stone. But most people, we won that war too. And obviously, it wasn't us because we weren't around. But uh, progressives that were right, and Richard Nixon was a crook. Uh, I and so then people pretend they didn't vote for Nixon. That's a story that you often talk about, Ben. Uh, but I think there'll come a day when people are like, oh no, no, we, we I knew that Trump was. Meant oh, to oh, that, I mean, as a general consensus, especially among people in some position of authority, yeah. Like, yeah. but like I, this guy, you know, the, the 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 other characters, the guys like Matt Schlapp, right, the head of the or the mm-hmm. chair of the American Conservative Union, and this. His wife is a in some position of power too. Mm-hmm. Meredith or Mercedes. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, so Aaron Blake tweets yesterday, uh, and Aaron Blake is the uh, writes for the Fix the, for the Washington Post. So, um, yeah, I think he took over Chris Saliza's job. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so uh, Matt Schlapp, so Aaron Blake said, by my count, this is at least the third time Trump has wrongly said his dad was born in Germany. And Matt Schlapp said, so Fred Trump's native tongue was not German? Like, mm -hmm. they can't, like, they don't even make any sense. He's trying to be, he's trying to be a, 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 a clever, right? Yeah. But like, no, first of all, his native tongue wasn't German. Um, yeah, that's right. No, Fred Trump, his dad was not German. No, his native tongue was English. It was English. I mean, his parents might have spoke some German in a house. Uh -huh. I don't know, but right. his native tongue would have been Bronx. Uh, but it's weird, like that. So I mean, you were saying, like right now, there's just, I mean, they'll find the craziest ways to deny what is what is plainly obvious. What's not plainly obvious is what caused it, right? I mean, you know, I don't know. He could have been super tired. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, when I'm tired, I forget stuff now it's more than I used to. And I imagine when I'm 70 uh, and I'm tired, I'll forget even more stuff. It was mm -hmm. totally true of my dad. You could tell, you know, in the last five years of his life, in the first couple minutes of the conversation, how, a couple seconds of the conversation, what kind of sleep he'd gotten the night before. You know? And if he was like, you know, I'm like, hey, dad, what's going on? If he was like, so yesterday, I'm watching the car. I was like, oh. This guy slept nine hours, right? Mm -hmm. Took a nap, he's on it. And then other times he'd be like, hey, so the, who was the, what was I, I was gonna call you yesterday. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, rough mm -hmm. night's sleep, always. But we don't know what caused it, but it's obviously something. There's a thing. It's obviously yeah. something. And and also, like, he's a maniac uh, thinking that uh, the wind and noise cause, cause cancer. Right, yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do with a guy like that? I mean, the guy's- Right, reelect him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, let him pick all the judges. If, if so, you, look, I, I like a lot of progressives and I like Elizabeth Warren and Ro Khanna and uh, AOC. Uh, but obviously, one of the progressives I like is Bernie Sanders. Is that right? Um, <laughs> and so we'll get to him in a second. But, um, but if Bernie Sanders started saying that his father was born in a country he wasn't in and started saying noise causes cancer, Right, uh, and started saying no. Origin oranges is the right way to say origins. Right, yeah. I'd be like, no, that's it. We're done. Right. Okay. He started talking about the dangers of nuclear rower, right, and then uh -huh. it was like nuclear rower, rower, rower. Yeah. You know. You'd be like, no power. You mean power? And he's like, yeah, yeah. rower, rower. Right. You'd be like, oh, something's okay. wrong. Okay. Right. All right. All right. But it's like one thing could be. Right. No, right. it's right. all right. It's all right. Right. Uh, but and then he started making things up maniacally as Trump does about everything. And it's, even if I agree with him on policy, right? No, I can't have a president you know, and, who's and, lost his mind. And by the way, this applies to Bernie, and it'll apply to Joe Biden, no question. It'll apply to Trump with re-election. You know, um, plenty of, I, I know more octogenarians than almost anybody listening. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm friendly with many of them. Oh, right, right, right. right. Um, and, but I remember when I, when I made that, Realization that I'm sure many other kids have about their parents that like, wow, they really need a good night's sleep, or he's just not as sharp. And it's like mm -hmm. he'd take a two-hour nap and he'd be great in the afternoon, right? Mm -hmm. But I remember thinking my dad was still working, right? And it was fine because he's in the private sector, and as long as people want to hire him, fantastic. But like, oh, he shouldn't be in charge of things anymore, right? Mm -hmm. He shouldn't drive anymore, um, and that's okay. That's what happens with age, mm -hmm. and so it's not. I don't think that's ageism. That's just Applying yeah. a, a reasonable standard to people as they get older. Many people stay incredibly sharp uh, into their 90s. Uh, most people don't. Yeah, it, so last thing on that is that, um, look, but you have to show signs of it. Yeah, and, right, right. And, you don't and, do it before signs are showing. Right. Right. And Trump is showing endless signs of it, endless signs. How could he be sleeping well? Right? No, he did. Yeah. And by the way, it might not have anything to do with age. And it might not be a mental condition, although I think it is. But uh, it might be that he doesn't get any sleep. Yeah. Remember, Britney Spears lost her mind for a while because she couldn't get any sleep. Not getting sleep, that, that I mean, that will mess you up more than anything else. Michael Jackson's dead because he couldn't sleep. Yeah, so Trump just uh, might be, you know, mentally, I don't wanna say damaged in that sense, but like impaired, mentally impaired yeah, you do because of enough. significant lack of sleep for a very, very long time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's just not a thing about the White House either. Like Trump is apparently, according to stories, has had trouble sleeping for- uh, Oh, I didn't know that. I just yeah. imagined that, you know, with all this stuff is happening, that it's incredible. I'm sure he's under a tremendous, this is the most sympathetic I'm ever gonna be to him. I'm sure he's under a tremendous amount of pressure. Yeah, sure and it's weird that he's under so much pressure because he was totally exonerated. Totally. And, 
and he knew all along that he was innocent. So that's the weird part. Yeah, and it was a witch hunt. <laughs> right. It's weird that it was a witch hunt and a setup and a frame job and fake, but then they exonerated him. Once again, evidence of the worst frame job ever. That's right. Okay, so I wanna talk about whether Bernie Sanders is, uh, is doing a hit job on Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's interesting. And then I have uh, things- uh, But I disagree with its assessment of it being interesting, but I'm actually- Okay, we'll okay I got you. And then uh, like pet peeves of mine, et cetera, classic old mm -hmm. school stuff. We're gonna do that for the podcast. Uh, YouTube, before we let you go, uh, don't uh, forget, there's also a Young Turks uh, new shirt out there on shoptyt.com. Let me see that one. I like, like that. The, I like the, it is. I everybody like, likes I like that, that one. one too, except, of course, the material, but yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then there's all sorts of colors of progressives versus everybody, yep. which yep. also is fitting today. Dana Milbank just said on Twitter that he will come on the Young Turks. Good for him. Speaking of uh, progressives versus everybody. Uh, Dana Milbank wrote a, 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 I won't get into it right now because I know we're letting people go, but. Um, but I like Dana Milbank, but that was an unconscionably dumb point that he is making. Yeah, uh, so shoptyt.com, you wanna get the whole old school, uh, tyt.com slash join. You wanna get it uh, for a week for free, tyt.com slash trial. Now you've already forgotten all those words uh, along with the ones that we invented. Okay, YouTube, see you later. Uh, so- um, I hope people didn't feel a degree of canapathy about that information, like, oh, I gotta write, the, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's an excellent chance that happened. Yeah, no, no, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, there's a report out on Fox News, but it's Gasparino and he talked to his Wall Street sources who are uh, donors that-, that I don't know who Gasparino has, is. He's just an irrelevant Fox News analyst or Fox business analyst or whatever. But he talked to guys on Wall Street who are donors of Joe Biden and that's how he got the information. Apparently, Joe Biden is seething behind the scenes and thinks- uh, I've read that elsewhere, yeah, 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 of course. And that he thinks that Sanders is doing a hatchet job on him. Uh, a, I would be shocked, like I'd fall over uh, in my seat if it turned out the Sanders team was organizing these women to come out. Then I would think, holy shit, we're gonna win. Right. <laughs> okay, I think, oh my God, I didn't know there were killers like that. Right. So there's like this mythology of like, oh my God, Sanders has hired a bunch of tack dogs like David Sirota. I've known these guys for a long time. They care about policy and they care to defend their facts, their points, their ideology versus the establishment media, which treats them with enormous disdain. And Sirota is capable of fighting back in that sense. But I, I don't know at all any inside information, but I'd be super surprised if this was oppo research by the Sanders team. But if it is, then my God, they came to play. And so that means they'll win the primary and they'll win the general election. So I'm kind of rooting for them to be the bad guys here to have done this oppo research. I, I, all right, <laughs> well, go share your theory and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll explain why nobody should, this is not something people should be troubling themselves. Uh, my theory on uh, how it got out, or oh, on oh the that's, your, that's your whole theory. You're done now. No, I'm done. Yeah, oh, I was right, done great. With it. I was great point. Um, the no, it was good. <laughs> I, I didn't. I thought there you had a whole uh, thing to go. Um, so, like, I mean, they both might have and might not have. I mean, no one, unless unless Lucy Flores is uh, much more conniving than is likely, she chose to tell her story now, right? Because the guy's. Going to run for president. The guy's going to run for president. It's a logical time to and tell the story. And this is when story. she wants to tell her story. And if she decided that part of what motivated her that he was going to run for president, and she supports the candidate who is his closest rival in the polls right now, that's okay too. That's. But remember, she left our revolution in. in, no, in for, a, remember, nobody knows when she left our revolution. Yeah, but that's what's yeah. annoying me about the press coverage of it. They all make paint her as like this diehard Bernie Sanders person, but she left our revolution in a significant, uh, you know, disagreement fight. Oh, well, so I, I don't know what her current politics are or what her current feelings about Bernie Sanders are. Uh, but yeah, maybe, but like, look, there's a lot of people who like Bernie Sanders, who worked on his last campaign, who came out with the stories about what they viewed to be harassment uh, right as before Bernie started to announce. You know yeah. why? Because he's about to run for president. And so they were talking about it and they had a Facebook page yeah. and then people found out about it. And then 
It's they didn't like, it wasn't like, why did they wait for two years before they told that story? It, it, it makes sense they were telling the story because he's gonna run again. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, like, do you believe it or not? And obviously, everyone believes it. Everyone, for Biden? Yeah, everyone. We, is we all have eyes. Right, everyone who's been around Joe Biden at all. My memory was either, my memory is that it was you. I've been telling this story to people, but now it is, as I'm standing next to you, it probably wasn't you. But he, to a guy, when we heard him speak and were so dazzled by him in 2003, just because he was so thoughtful about Iraq. No, no, we're absolutely dazzled. I actually kissed him on the head. No, well, he put his, <laughs> he was explaining something to someone and was right next to them, and he put his arms on their shoulders and was talking to them. And my recollection is that was you. Yeah, no, I don't remember the shoulders or the arms, but I have a crap memory. But I do remember that he was incredibly close he to was me. And right I talked about it when right. this story and he, broke. And he would put his, he talked to you and he'd get close and he'd put his hand on your shoulder and so nice too. Yeah. And I'm not saying, this is not anything to say like, uh, well, he does it to men too. But he does do it to men too, but it's not the same because men yeah. aren't made uncomfortable by that. that just so yeah. I, it's, no, it's, I thought it was a little weird when he started sniffing my hair, but uh, um, but so, to be fair to him, I do have so excellent hair. All this is to say, <laughs> yeah, I totally believe Lucy Flores and, and what her motivation was isn't really relevant. And the fact that other women have come forward, some to say he did this to me and I didn't care and I didn't feel uncomfortable by it. Like, and Biden issued a statement today, a pretty good one. Right? Yeah, he's catching a lot of uh, flack because he didn't say the words, I'm sorry. Look, it's a I, I, touchy I, subject right. and everybody's got very strong opinions on it. Uh, but uh, but overall, let me just say about that, because I, I, I thought it was good. I thought that, again, you're, you're not, I don't think that the apology necessarily exonerates him. I mean, he gets to run for president and voters get to reject him for this. Like mm -hmm. it's fair game. Like mm -hmm. this is twenty. This is going to be twenty twenty. This is not nineteen ninety two. And for a guy who carries the baggage of the handling of Anita Hill with him to have this, that's damaging. I, as you know, I talk about hurdles all the time. The hurdles that that, that mm -hmm. candidates have to get past. That hurdle became higher for him, and he may not be able to scale it. I didn't think he was going to be the nominee anyway. Mm -hmm. So I now think he has much less of a chance of being the nominee. And it is perfectly reasonable for people to decide that this is a reason not to support him, whether it's because they don't like the behavior or because they think eh, politically this is too damaging and I don't want to support somebody who can't win the nomination. I think none of that is going to be terribly relevant if he were to be the yeah if he were to be the nominee. Yeah, Trump could attack him for what he does to women, <laughs> but I'm not yeah, sure that right. was going to land. Have at it. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he's a close talker. No answers or buts about it. My recollection is he did it to me twice uh, when we were together in D.C. And, uh, and then you and, saw him in Philly one time. Right? Yeah, when I was at the Penn Bookstore when I was a freshman. He, I just remember him yeah. I, standing in a room and he had both hands over somebody's shoulders and their heads were almost touching and he was explaining. And I was like, that guy, I've never had a conversation where somebody was that close to me as that as the Senator Biden is having right now with this other person. Yeah, and... Um, it, it, that being obvious, that's as obvious as Trump being mentally unstable, right? Because we all see, we've seen Biden do it a thousand times on national cameras, right? Right. You mean, you mean, you mean that, that Lucy Flores is, is no that he oh, invades yeah. people's personal space, that he touches their hair, he touches their shoulders for women, uh, yeah, right, you right, know, right, right, right. etc. I mean, no one like is anyone saying like. Lucy Flores made it up? That's crazy. No, of course she didn't, no. and she gets yeah. to tell her story. Uh, when she gets to tell her story. Yeah, and there is a big divide here. I mean, it, this is obviously very rough, but my sense of, of how people are reacting is older folks are giving him a huge pass, generally, generally, okay? And are much more understanding, and a lot of younger folks are not. And that's because of the cultural divide, and, and that cultural divide is real. I do have to confess that it does annoy me a little bit when people cannot see past their cultural divide. Yeah, right. Like, I get this is my perspective. But I get that that's somebody else's perspective. Yeah, again, I spend time around a lot of people who I know are, I haven't talked to them about it. I know they're gonna give them a pass on it because it's behavior they've engaged in their mm -hmm. whole lives, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, but I, as I said before, I, I, think I, I, I think I can see past the cultural divide because I get how other people will be like, I'm not gonna vote for him because of this. And I would be like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, right. so last, last uh, political point is, um, 
I think part of the reason Milbank and others are now going for a second round of attacks against Bernie Sanders is because that panic that I've been predicting that the establishment would have when Sanders is the clear front runner has begun to happen. So this is the tip of the iceberg because now they see Biden on wobbly legs. Sanders is number two in the polling. He just came out and crushed everybody on the fundraising. First quarter numbers are out. He raised 18 and a half million. Second place was Kamala Harris at 12 million. Beto's down at nine, right? And he is walloping people. Now, Beto came out early, later than Sanders is, so it's a little skewed. But, and he's got 550,000 individual donors. And so people are looking at that and going, oh, what? We thought he was gonna fade. We th- we thought it was over. People still like him. What the f- right? So that's kind of that has begun. Yeah. Again, and- as always, we're going to have the same disagreement, but we'll do it very very fast. At least for my part is that. Again, I don't think Dana Milbank. Just to be clear, I don't think you're saying it either. But it does sound like you're saying it. So um, uh-huh. Dana Milbank didn't think, oh my God, he's not fading. We've got to stop him. No, no, Dana it's not Milbank conscious wrote, like that. Right, no, Dana Milbank no wrote a piece that thinks, oh my yeah. God, if I could, I see a couple of similarities, right? They're both older white guys in their 70s, and you could argue that they're both at the extreme end of some issues. I think even that is an unwise way to look at it, but that is an establishment way to look at it. And this article will get a lot of traction, as, as, as he was proven correct, right? Well, I'll light a fire under the progressives, they'll be incredibly angry with me, and those who don't want Bernie Sanders will... Be like, yes, 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 yeah, thank no, you. No, no, right. he struck a chord. Right. Like, he struck a chord with progressives who are mad at him. But he, uh, my guess is that he struck a deep chord with people in Washington who were like, finally somebody yes, said it. Yes, that's right, of course, finally somebody said it. And yeah. Jennifer Rubin essentially said the same thing. Of course, Jennifer Rubin despises Bernie Sanders. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. Um, she's a conservative writer for the Washington Post. Who's, so, who's uh, to, to her internal credit for mm-hmm. this, has been... Aggressively anti-Trump, not tepidly. That's right, and but very conservative. Otherwise, that's why she was hired. Yeah, and so that's why I really value her opinion on who the Democrats should pick. Definitely, no question. So, Jennifer, what? Who do you think we should pick? Okay. Anyway, so I wanted to run this by you because you're my therapist. So today I'm going to the cleaners. It's close to my house, and so I decided we are going to have to pick this up next week. Check. We're out of time. Ah, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I've never gone to a therapist, so that's got to be pretty annoying when that happens. But yeah, the, I mean, I've been to uh, three, uh, and and the good one would never. He they would let you finish the story you're telling unless it went like ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, unless he yeah. knew me, in which case he knew it's going to go twenty. <laughs> There's always a very natural break, like yeah. you know when it's ending. You know, I at least uh, you know. Yeah. Um. So uh, he, he grabs his notebook. Oh, that's like he's going to schedule an next appointment. I got you. Know, you. And you're like, you. yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm on my side of the street. I'm crossing the other side of the street, and as I'm crossing, I realize there's this. There's nobody else. It's not like New York. This is a little bit more suburban feel to LA. Uh, there's, but this randomly, there happens to be a guy walking, and and I'm going to wind up being right in front of him as I, I get to the sidewalk, and so that's what happens. And he's behind me by a couple of steps. Oh, he's he's. You're going the same direction. Yes. So we're going the same direction, opposite side of the street. I cross, and then he happens to be a couple steps behind me. Um, oh, so you cross and then continue on, and, and he's in your direction. That's right. Now we're walking in the same I mean, side I, of the street. I think that was very poorly explained at the beginning. Okay. Well, <laughs> no. you know, uh, no wonder my therapist wrapped Craig, it up. Craig, did you have any idea where these people were? No. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay. Now okay. we know. All right. Now yeah. everybody's clear. Yeah. yeah. My fault. Got it. <laughs> um, so. Uh, that greatly bothers me. Having somebody right behind you? Yeah. yeah. So I was wondering, like, if I'm jogging and there's someone behind me, um, I can't stop thinking about it. No, no, I think you're in the vast majority. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you have anything. Yeah, to everybody, okay? We yeah, got, you don't. Okay, I, we got consensus. If, okay. I, if I sense somebody behind me and they're walking at a brisk pace and I have to, like, increase my pace to. Uh, I'll just slow down. I'll even step aside. Yeah, like, no, I'm desperate to have him pass me. I, yeah. I don't want him behind me. So, like, uh, I crawl to a like, I slow to a crawl. So I, I have, uh, you know, I can't touch my toes. Can you touch your toes? Even when, when you were when you were in better shape, could you touch your toes? You or mean you, without bending my uh, legs or like so ever? Obviously, you can bring your toe up to your. <laughs> yeah, I can touch my toes. Yeah, what do you? I, I know. Mean, I thought maybe there was something wrong with you. <laughs> I was gonna call Lee, but like, can I don't you know. bend over in a stretch? 
and touch your toes. Yeah. I would be surprised if I could. Could you when you were like playing football and stuff? Yes. Sorry. I never could, and I could never come close, really. And I was, you know, I played basketball in high school for a couple of years and baseball, and I, we stretched. I just can't stretch, and I, I think I have very small hamstrings. I had a brief period of Pilates where she said, yeah, your hamstrings, they're probably, they're not. They're As not Donald a, Trump is to hands, you are to right, hamstrings. Right, I have, so. So I wonder whether this is it, because when I am walking- You know, Trump would needlessly lie about that. He'd be like, no, I have beautiful, strong hamstrings. Huge hamstrings. Huge, they're one of the largest yeah. hamstrings that any doctor has ever seen. So I have larger hamstrings than any other president. <laughs> I know more about hamstrings. Um, yeah. I've done more for hamstrings um, than anyone. That was another great one, by the way. I've yeah. done more for Puerto Rico than anyone. Than any man ever, he than said. Than any man ever. Um, so when I'm walking, everyone, is walking faster than I am. Hmm. I think it has led to my sort of self-realization or self-analysis uh, of being lazy. Because I'm like, God, even when I'm walking, I'm lazy, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. You know. And sometimes I'll be in a hurry, and I'll be like, I'm going to try and keep the pace up. And this is a little exercise. I mean, I don't. You know, and I are uh, in total agreement on walking versus running. Mm -hmm. They are not the same, no. right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, but you know, that said, if you walk a lot at a brisk pace, that's not nothing. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll walk fast and people pass me. Old ladies pass me. <laughs> Old ladies who need some assistance pass me. Everybody passes me. <laughs> There's always somebody behind me. And I'm like, I'm sweating. But I got in Atlanta when I leave the studio is about a mile walk uphill to the hotel. And I walk every day. I never take a car. Right? I get that mile of walking in at least. It's a little thing. And I mean, just youngster, uh, 57 year old guy from the office, 19 year old kid distracted on his phone. Everybody just walks right past me. Uh -huh. Like there's something wrong with me. Okay, I'm amused by that. And I get anxious every time I'm like that mother effer's gaining on me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm amused by the idea of the little old lady passing you and turning to your husband and going, He's obviously got short he's hamstrings. He's obviously got it's really hamstring. small hamstrings, <laughs> tiny hamstrings. You might say he's he's hamstrung by his hamstrings. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got it. Uh, did you twep that yet? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So that one's resolved. Okay. Good. So I'm normal. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody likes somebody walking right behind them. Yeah. Like because you know I'm obsessed with uh, making everybody in the room happy. I've talked about this before in our therapy sessions. And uh, and so I thought maybe it was part of that same phenomenon, but apparently no, no, not. No, no, no. no. It's okay. a, somebody's gaining. I mean, somebody's literally gaining on you. You know, it's yeah. a yeah. It's a humanistic. Okay, yeah. now uh, I want to talk about a, a quiet scourge on America that does not get enough oh, attention. I, I do as well. It relates to all the things that I have um, in front of me, all the food products. Okay, my quiet scourge uh, is not so quiet. Uh, it is few uh, of your scourges are quiet. <laughs> do you, I, don't, I don't think you have a quiet scourge. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the idea of doing a show called The Quiet Scourge. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Quiet Scourge, Ben Mankiewicz and Jake Uger. Jake, what's your quiet scourge this week? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Let us whisper to the scourge. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <coughs> it's the. Smoke detectors uh, when uh, oh, yeah. they run uh, out no, of battery. I mean, that's <clears throat> not quiet. No, I, but I it's get, not uh, talked <clears throat> about enough. Like so, because the battery and the smoke detectors don't know that it's five in the morning. They should know what time it is, but they don't, they don't. because <clears throat> they're because these it's running out of battery <clears throat> and it does not have a clock. No, it's the it's it, and. And by the way, have the sound moderately localized to where the smoke detector that needs the battery is, instead of somehow being just as loud in the living room as it is in the upstairs back bedroom. So you're waiting under every smoke detector, looking up in the air like, how long does it take until they beep again? Yeah. Is it two minutes? Is it 45 seconds? I'll just wait here. No. Was it that one? I think it was that one, but it might have been coming from over there. No, 100% right. Yeah. Nobody's ever been more right about anything, <laughs> not even Donald Trump. Um, and so I happened to get up at 545 today anyway, uh, and but it apparently had start, just started beeping a little bit before I woke up. Or maybe it had been beeping a long time, but I hadn't woken up yet. Um, and uh, so it wasn't quite as bad. As if I was sleeping right, right. and it was 5.45, but it's 5.45 in the morning 
And the rest of your house is sleeping. Yeah, and beep, beep, and I'm, for, I'm like, oh God damn it. And of course I'm sleeping, I'm like, I go out for, under every smoke detector, let's go some bitch, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> like when you don't want it to, it's constantly beep, beep, beep. When you're trying to find it, it's like, God damn it, beep already. Right, right, right? totally, it's the worst, it's the most annoying <laughs> 45 or three minute long session it's, that there. It's like two minutes, it yeah. really is. Okay, so then uh, finally I figure out where it is. Then I'm like, all right, I gotta go get a chair. And so I take all the clothes off the chair I have in the bedroom and I bring it and then I, can barely reach, and now I'm like shaking, like right, right. yeah. And then like the battery thing won't open, and I'm like, I'm gonna break it. I know I'm gonna break it, and then everybody's gonna say, Why'd you break it, you klutz? And I'm gonna say it was 5:45 in the morning. I hate this. So finally, and I get it down, and I get, take the battery off. Beep. Oh, for sake. Yeah. Okay. And so you know what I did, and then I forgot about it. It's still there. I took it downstairs. Oh, I got a new battery. I put that in. No, that didn't work either. Still beeping. I buried it under a bunch of pillows in the back room. So, so I, I don't know if I told the story on old school. My story is so stupid that it sounds like I saw it on a sitcom. Uh -huh. But the day before my interview in Miami at Whammy, uh -huh. where we met, mm -hmm. right? So this would have been like I got there in like June of 98 or late May or something. So this is probably in March or April of 1998. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. My girlfriend is over. She was, most nights we're together and I have to get up to take, I think a 6.30 plane to Miami, which means, mm. you know, up at five. I can't sleep mm. at all. So I'm up the entire night, you know, tossing and turning, trying to, can I sleep two hours, please, please, please. And then at like 3.30, right? It's a small apartment, but there's still three smoke detectors, like mm -hmm. one in the living room, one in the, maybe there were two bedrooms, and one hallway or something, one bedroom, hallway, kitchen. I go, and I, it's the one in the living room, and I do it, I take the battery out, uh, it beeps again, right? Uh, so I just take it out, take the battery out, and, uh, and then I go back to bed, and then it beeps again. I go, and I do the one in the living room. Beep, beeps again. By this time, girlfriend's up, sort of laughing at me as I'm like, come on, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. would you shut up? Right? I'm yeah. so angry, angry I haven't slept, angry I have to go. I've gotten a call about a job in Miami, big market, great chance to really move up from the Charleston to five years, nearly five years to a big market. And they're like, oh, it's channel 69, it's not on the air, right? Uh -huh. I'm like, why am I going to this stupid, ridiculous, non-network affiliated station, uh -huh. right? And I can't sleep and I'm gonna, I don't wanna go, uh -huh. right? I take down all three, right? Uh -huh. Beep. It's they're true. all gone. It's true. They're all gone. If you see it in a movie or a show, you're like they're overdoing it. But no, those motherfuckers will not stop beeping. Right. So batteries are out of all of them. So then I'm enraged. It's 420. I'm supposed to get up at five anyway. This is all pointless. When it beeped one time, uh, I took a hammer and I <laughs> smashed one of them. Then she, as I'm remembering now, she came out. She was like, "Baby, baby, calm down. Don't." Don't destroy the smoke detectors all with the hammer. So she talked me into preserving the other two smoke detectors. And I put them under the cushions of the couch, uh -huh. right? Right, so uh, like yeah, we covered yeah. the couch off and then we try and get the last hour of sleep, get in bed. Beep. <laughs> so now remember the year, it's 1998. It was the battery on my brand new cell phone. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> didn't know about a cell phone, didn't really know what that was. It was giant. Uh -huh. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Um, all right, what, what's your quiet scourge? Oh, um, uh, uh, well, I mean, first of all, obviously that. So I <laughs> but, nailed that one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, definitely a, a, did I say I had a quiet scourge? I thought you said you had a quiet scourge. I forgot. But I'll it take that so, one. I'm, I'm, it was so quiet, yeah. it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so uh, another random topic. I was amused by Trump saying that he'll know in the first second whether he's got a deal. Okay, so. I, I don't even, what was he talking, deal on? So in that case, it was about North Korea. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like. Oh, right, with, with. I don't have to study. I, I don't have to know anything about North Korea because I'll walk in and in the minute I meet, meet him. In one second, I'll know. He was talking about their first meeting, right? That's right, right. yeah. And I thought, it's like, again, unbelievably stupid. How could you possibly know in one second? What does that mean? And, and then 
And then I realized, God, no wonder this guy went bankrupt six times. Like anyone can trick him. All they have to come in and go, nice hair. He's like, okay, we got a deal. Right, yeah. Like, but I didn't right. tell you what it was. Yeah. Whatever it is, I like you, we got a deal. Who makes your suits? Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And he's like, and you're like, oh, we got a deal. Okay, then it's a billion dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> what did you say about my hair? It's beautiful. Deal. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, nobody can do that. No one can do it, and, and especially no one, he can't. I mean, I- You don't I, know what the deal is. How do you know if you have a deal? You don't know what the deal is. Also, the deals <laughs> on these things are incredibly sophisticated. Well, no one knew that they were that complicated. Yeah, no one, no one could possibly have known. Uh, so let me, so let me, but they reminded me of something that I'm scared I'll forget. Oh no, I had a, yeah, no, I did have one. So, oh yeah, yeah, it was about the products, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that's really, so I have some chicken uh, in this uh, thing and I have some lentil soup, which looks uh, delicious and a Diet Coke and this was coffee. And then I like to, you know, as everybody does, you like to take a pita uh, mm -hmm. and uh, dip it in the hummus. Yeah, and that's uh, at this point kind of an American thing. That's to do. become an American thing, right? So we take over all the good things. Yeah, in in fact, if the Middle Easterners claim that it's theirs, Tucker Carlson will be there to correct them. He will. He'll set them. <laughs> Peter and hummus being Middle Eastern. <laughs> American. He'll set the record straight. But I don't so, want any Middle Easterners in here. Okay. So there were like five pieces of pita in the pita bag. Mm -hmm. There's purchased from the store or came from the delivery place. I don't know, but it's like got whatever. Let's say it has eight pitas, ten, mm -hmm. right? People would take it some out, and there were like four or five left. Mm -hmm. And then someone tied that plastic bag that like bread would come in, right? Mm -hmm. In a really tight knot, <laughs> maybe a double tight knot. Mm -hmm. I can't undo those knots. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to undo those knots, and it's always like a trick because you're like, oh, raisin toast. Ooh, a pita, I thought, right? This will yeah. be great, good, I'll have this. Craig's already in here, you're in here, we gotta start the show, and I want a piece of pita bread to dunk in the in the thing. I'm like, who tied this knot? Did a Boy Scout come in here? <laughs> okay. All you have to do is just twist it up and then lay the product on top of the twisted up part. We're not preserving it for all time, we're preserving it for a couple of hours. Right, if you want to take it home, tie it in a knot. But I've, I've, I have forbade my wife from doing this. Okay, just, well, just tie it in the thing and put the Wonder Bread on top of it and leave it, so that I can get a piece of toasted. Because now, when I try, I try for about three seconds, and then I just ruin it. it for everybody. I just tear it open like the Incredible Hulk. Uh, yeah, and that's what happened to those pitas out there, which are all as hard as this pita because I haven't eaten it and it's been lying out in the open. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like now we're in your therapy session. <laughs> If you need a smoke detector hammered or a bag ripped, you come to Ben Mankiewicz. <laughs> but speaking of therapy, by, by the way, because I've used you in therapy. Well, you've come up actually fairly often in my therapy. I'm going to therapy for a long time. Um, so, I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? In fact, I have a little bit of canapathy about that. <laughs> no, no, it's all, uh, it's, all you, you, it's all good. But one of them is that uh, you're what I took at the time to be uh, amusing. And dismissive easily, I dismissed it easily. Your inability to uh, put a put a product to pack, yes, or to determine the spatial relations, like yeah. will this fit in that you're incapable <laughs> of doing? You've said right. Yes, I have a story about that from this so, weekend. But to me, this is sort of like that. Like I see that tie, especially the pointless double knot. What do you, what is your concern is going to happen to this beta? If you only lightly tie it, right? Oh, do you, what, what are ants gonna get in? Is it gonna, is like, does disease pour into some sort of pestilence work its way through the tiny little slit that enables you to put stuff in? I don't think so. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> okay. Twist it. So there's it a bunch of so, funny parts. So, so, okay. so the, uh, I cannot, and maybe I mentioned this before, so forgive me, but it's still in that same sense, that rage I feel that caused me to tear that bag open and ruin the penis for everybody else. I, I cannot and will not look for something if I don't know it's there. Uh -huh. Like, do we have, uh, I use this example all the time, do we have croutons? I don't know, sweetie, if they are, they're in the pantry on the third shelf. Uh -huh. I get down, I look for, I don't know, two seconds, I'm like, <laughs> I can't, I can't find them, I can't see them. I don't know, do we have them or do we not have them? I don't care, I'm not having croutons. I have salad without croutons. 
I can't do it. I can't. If, if I know they're there, then I can, then I can. But looking for something that might not be there makes me so anxious. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, first of all, I love the fact, so the, the food that comes here is for me, Ben, and the crew, right? Because we're here late doing this show. And um, so the person who did the double knot is in the room. <laughs> <laughs> they know who they are. So there's one of us here, okay? We can play a game of mafia now, okay? Right. <laughs> who did, did the double knot? And as Ben is telling the story, they're like, Ooh. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell him I did the double knot. I feel like okay. uh, I feel like my who, I have a number one pick. Uh, it's Chakori. Huh, that's interesting. My double uh, number one pick would be Asher. She, she's my second choice. She's okay, my, she's the uh, second so, choice. So we're gonna get. You know what? We'll we'll talk to them in a second. Uh, but here's what is a fact: double knot. From now on. Every time Ben's coming in, there's gonna be a double knot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, Quince is almost here. Double knot his ass. Double knot his ass. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'll share my thoughts on the knot, uh, and then we'll find out who the so-called culprit is. <laughs> sure. Try to do a good thing. That'll show him. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Could be shackles. Okay. Oh. Oh, it's shackles. Not, no, shackles. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a shackles move. You never know. Shackles is a complicated man. <laughs> um, so, um, my my point of view is: look, uh, single knot will suffice, and you should leave it loose in exactly this type of situation because other people are very likely to get it in a little bit, right? right? But, but like it, if you're putting it away for the night, okay, maybe a tight knot. A double knot is never necessary. No, a double knot is never necessary, but a tight knot, there's no point in a loose knot because a loose knot is probably less than my twist it up and put the product on top. Nothing's getting in. Uh-huh, it's yeah. done. It yeah. solves the problem. I, I hear you, but um, but the double knot is kind of saying like, you know what, f*** you all. I already got my pita, and I don't want my pita for tomorrow ruined. Yeah, there's a little right. bit of there's a little bit of. Couple people are just gonna give up, and I'm gonna take some pitas home. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. I don't know about taking the pitas home, but like, no, you know what it is. Most of all, the person going, well, you should be able to undo a double knot. Yeah, I well. can. So if right. you can't, that's kind of on you, right? right? You. Yeah. Okay. Now, having thrown this person significantly under a bus, yeah, you read bus. a teleprompter and make it seem like it just occurred to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love that. that okay. That, it is a skill. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we've got both got our number ones. Uh, so, who did the double knot? Jacory claimed. No, no, no. Jacory Asher. No, Skip. No, Craig. Wow. No. Might be shekels after all. What if it's like a, a Jamal wait a minute security, security Jamal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jamal. Yeah, could yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll find him. We'll find him. <laughs> <laughs> like Jamal you know, might think I'm securing the bread. That's my job. Well, oh sense. yeah, that's if anybody's going to do a double knot, it's security. He's always milling around. <laughs> he's always milling around back there at mealtime. You know, in the kitchen where the employees go, <laughs> being an employee. Yeah, yeah, being one of the guys. One of, being one of the people who that we here. order dinner for. Right, being one of the people who gets to eat dinner. Yeah, sure. I see him. I know him. Yeah. Okay. By the way, there is like an excellent chance that he came double knotted. No, and then no one actually did the double knot. No, oh, no, you guys. Oh, it had a clip. Oh, it had a clip. And there were only like, uh, there, were only, there weren't enough pitas in there. Oh, I see. Okay. Somebody had already enjoyed their pita. And then double knotted the shit out of that thing. Yeah, no, I don't want anybody else to have pita. But you know, your pet peeve about the croutons, uh, close. Uh, I didn't have a pet it's not peeve. A peeve. No, I hear yeah, you. It's an outrage. But it's an outrage. Yeah. It's it's, it's a loud outrage. scourge. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I, I did not have one until Wendy. So Ooh. my wife, for whatever reason, thinks it's an enormous hassle to tell you where things are, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, so today it didn't happen. It, it, it was the first time it didn't happen, and I was kind of shocked by it. I'm like, babes, where did you put the cereal we got for Pro? And she was like, oh, look in the bag below. And I was like, what? Why did you answer? That's so weird, right? Because normally she'd be like, "What? Why? Well, I got to tell you." I'm like, 
Yeah, because you put it away. It's gonna save so much time. Instead of me like looking around, I'm like, all you gotta do is bag under the table. That's it, and we're done with it, right? Instead, I have to go and look around the whole house. But 99 out of 100 times, because this is literally the only time that's ever happened, she'd be like, now I gotta tell you. My, my wife, I can always measure, measure her, the degree of her rage at me by the manner and rapidity, the amount of time between when I ask a question and when she goes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she, yeah. if it's a, a, if it's like a half a second, she's really mad at oh, you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if she's not mad at me, she'll say, "That's in the cupboard, but it's probably in the back in the back left corner behind the bouillon." Yeah. But you know, to be fair to Wendy, maybe she thinks her having to answer that is a bigger pet peeve for that's her, right, right, a yeah. bigger quiet scourge for her than me scouring the whole oh, house. There's so much psychology in that answer. Of, uh, of of like, I work as hard as you, why is it my responsibility to know where everything is? You should know where everything is too. Yeah, and if I put it away, I'd tell you in a second, but anyway. All right, uh, podcast folks, much love brothers and sisters. Last half hour uh, for the members, tyt.com slash join. Thanks for listening to this free clip of Old School. To get the full episodes and more exclusive content, become a TYT member today. You'll love it. Join now at tyt.com slash join.